Let's get ready to raffle! In this episode of Behind the Curtain, Pokey and Frankie talk to Eddie Brimson, Drew Taylor and Neil McFarlane. We are backstage and we are with Frankie, Cokie and the fantastic Drew Taylor all the way from Wales. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, very good. Yeah, let's move it forward. How's it? There we go. Back on track. How's your day been? It's been nice, thanks. I've uh, got to hang around in Stoke and Newcastle for a few hours. It's been a bit grey and a bit cold, but I've made the most of it. It's nice to. I, I always take the most of it. I enjoy wherever I go, you know. So how long was the drive to get you? Because you live right in the valleys, right? Yeah, I left uh, I left South Wales at about 2.30 on Friday. And if you remember yesterday, I was running in about 22.8 just for showtime. So with the traffic, it was a good four and a half hours. It's a long drive. And it's not, it's not the length of the drive as well. It's the, the sort of uh, the stress and the anxiousness of, of the drive. You, if, if, it's, if you knew you'd get there at 7 o'clock, you wouldn't mind, but it's, yeah. when am I going to get there? And you sat and is ticking up with yeah. your arrival time, so it's not ideal, but um, I think every comedian can sort of empathise with that feeling, I think. Yeah, I'm sure. The inside of your car must be one of the most places. I recently bought a new car for that purpose, so chatting to another comic yesterday saying that like, my dad would say oh you can't have a nice car because you're going to ruin it driving all those miles but I think if you're going to drive all those miles mm-hmm. drive it in a in a nice car so I bought a new car two weeks ago so at the moment I'm still enamoured of the gadgets and <laughs> it feels like a new car at the moment so that's making it a bit easier that's good so do you, do you live now where, close to like where you grew up or yeah I pretty much do live where I, where I grew up like my mother's family is from a place called Porth and I spent a lot of time there as a kid anyway but I'm from about 10 minutes from here but that's where I live now I live Pretty much where we're growing up, really. So it's a beautiful part. I love Wales. It's a beautiful part of the world. I mean, I came and did your gig in George. Georgie, yeah. Georgie. Um, what a place, though. When you drive down that mountain road, it's yeah. incredible. Yeah, there are What's it like goodness. doing comedy there? Because there is a, a Welsh comedy scene, but it's not as strong as the English one for some reason. Um, I think the difference is the the level of pro nights and the level of pro sort of activity that's going on mm. because it's a very strong and very supportive open mic and sort of new acne material type circuit mm. and there's a lot of great really really good sort of solid new acts coming through but if you want to gig at the pro level you, you're going over the bridge all the time you're going up to the midlands you're going up to the northwest northeast you know mm. you, you go to england probably more than you're staying in wales if you want to gig well if things pop up you know, the odd sort of uh, ropey rugby club gig will pop up now and again that sort of thing but yeah. is, is, what is the lack of in wales which i like to see more of is like regular pro clubs yeah there's a lack of clubs there's plenty of, and as you know the difference between comedy club and comedy night yeah there's a few comedy nights but there's not many comedy clubs so it's yeah, so the glee cardiff glee yeah but there's there's no longer jongleurs or any sort of um incarnations of that have followed they, they, they don't seem to be running at the moment so yeah, as a Welsh comic, you are going to to England quite a lot. Mm-hmm. And would you ever consider a move well, out I, of Wales? I, I sort of, my wife always goes on about this to me. She didn't marry a comedian. She married, you know, someone who wasn't a comedian. I've only been doing comedy about four years. So what were you doing um, before? I'm a teacher. I still do teach as okay. well because I find that, like on stage, I say I used to be a teacher because mm. I found when I say I am a teacher, the audience would go. Oh, oh, I, oh, oh, this is not your real job, is it? You, you, you wouldn't say that, but you'd get that sort of feeling in the room. Mm. So I always say, you know, I used to be a teacher on stage because I'm a professional comedian, don't forget, you know, that sort of uh, sort of thing trying to put out. But yeah, the hours of teaching and comedy match up nicely, you know, I finish school half past two and I can go off and do a gig then if I got a gig midweek or and on the weekend. I don't, don't take any work home if I can help it. I try and get it all done in school 
So my time away from school is my time sort of thing. So, mm. so would your wife want to move to England? She, like she's quite a home bird. She loves okay. where we live. Like oh, she's got her grandparents got a farm nearby, oh. so she's got a couple of horses and oh, they. Whereas comedy is my little sort of thing, horses is her sort of uh, expensive hobbies. So she, uh, <laughs> yeah, so she's all into that. So I don't think I think we might move to Mid Wales maybe because. Then you've got still the good access to the Midlands, a good access to to, to England. So where in Mid Wales? Um, we like places like um, Ryada. Have you been to Ryada at all? I don't think so. No. It's it's pretty much a uh, sort of adjacent parallel, like Hay on Wye. Yeah, Hay on Wye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sort of area, because it's just like houses not too expensive, and there's no there's nobody about. You don't see anyone. Yeah. Because I like people, but I like a bit of my own peace and quiet as well. So. Where did we go? Chipster. Chips is just on the edge, but then yeah, like go, o- over go from over Bristol, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. so if, if you follow sort of the border up, like as if it's a we're here on Way and yeah. Um, yeah, we were in the Y Valley. That's we were in the, the Y Valley, yeah. Those sort of market towns on the border, yeah. sort of sort of area. What was that cathedral place? The Abbey. The Abbey, it's like a big Abbey. Oh, where's that? I'm going to say Tip, but I can't think what it is. It's not here on Way. I've been there. This it's also on the river. Oh, it's it's not Hereford, is it? That's where the bookshop was. Hereford, It's like it's a big abbey that's like the, um, you know, it's like in ruins, but it's yeah. absolutely beautiful. Oh, okay. Yeah. Can't think. Oh, that's terrible. We can't remember that. Oh well. Anyway, it was, it was such a good experience that you forgot <laughs> the name of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was it like when when you so you say you've only done it for four years? What was it? What made the decision? Were you were you was everyone saying you should be a comedian um, or? I think I was saying that. I think yeah, I think I was saying that to myself. To do it. But like I always like with your friends and stuff, and you can probably uh, attest to this. Copy like you're making your mates laugh, and you think, oh, could I could I make eight people laugh, and could yeah. I make eighteen people laugh? So I gave it a go. But um, I entered a competition. They run a competition in Wales called the Welsh Unsigned Stand-up Award, and it's like a sort of like what's a. Mm. Um, I thought I'll enter this now. I'll win it, and then I'll be on live to Paul in about three weeks' time, and that'll be it. Like so, entered the competition. Was awful. Bombed out in the first round. <laughs> I thought, oh, it's actually it's quite hard, you know, and, <laughs> and there's actually a really good, a really good grassroots level of comedy going on, you know. It's mm. not just what you see on TV or what you see at the Glee Club or whatever. So that was a bit of an eye opener. And then they said, look, you know, just go and get more experience. So about did about five hundred gigs over the last four years, and wow. um, yeah, it's gone from there really. So I say four years, it's probably about four years and eight months now. But yeah, yeah. I just find it really interesting when it's a later thing in, in like you know, not yeah. something you've yeah. always done, and then it's something like, hey, I'm going to be a comedian, which is terrifying to me. When did you start? How long have you been for? Twenty something years. So late nineties. Yeah, early twenties. Early twenties. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I sometimes think. I sometimes regret, sort of think, oh, I wish I started earlier because I might have, mm. I don't know if I'm, if I'm right in saying this, but you might have caught it when it was not so many people doing it and a bit more mm. sort of going yeah. on. But then I think, yeah, but I was a knob when I was 20. Yeah. So maybe it's a be- maybe it's a good thing that I waited till I was 29, you know? Uh, yeah, I was also a knob, but I, I was not doing stand up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what else to do, to be honest. Well, you were acting as well, though, wasn't it? It was all part of the. Yeah, yeah, it was one of those things where I was like, Studying acting, and yeah. then was started doing it, but no one was hiring a weird skinny kid, with big fucking nose that just was yapping all the time. I was good at improv, right? So I did a lot of that, and yeah. then some guys that I knew that did improv. There was a guy that opened a club in Johannesburg, and they were bringing out English acts, right, uh, every few weeks, and, and it was Malcolm Hardy that was at the yeah up the creek, and he used to bring the acts out, and so. I watched a few of those, and then the one guy that I did improv with was like, "You should try this," and then I did, and then I had a, I was suddenly gigging, you know. 
Mm. So you've done everything you can to avoid a real job sort of over the last 20 odd years. Pretty like, much, yeah. yeah. Anything as much as I can. <laughs> yeah, I've done the occasional like writing job and yeah, all that kind yeah. of stuff, but never, yeah. Uh, um. Never nine to five? No, no. Yeah. Other than your pizza job? Yeah, I did a pizza job. Then I was putting myself through school. So, and surfing when I could. <laughs> <laughs> so if you could live anywhere, where would you live? Exactly. So your wife wants to live in maybe Midwest, but where would you want to? I don't know. I, some, I think in a sort of a, a real idealist sort of sense, it's, I, I quite um, romanticise like America. I, I quite into like American sport, American films, American culture. So I always think, oh, wouldn't it be nice to be like a New York comic or an LA comic? But I yeah. think that's the outside looking in sort of perspective. Yeah. It's probably awful living in New York and struggling to stand up. But yeah, yeah that's if, if I was in sort of an ideal world, I'd, I'd like to sort of. You don't want to move to LA to be a comic, man. Not unless you want to try and get on telly. They don't pay. So. No. Yeah. See. So yeah. See, from the outside looking in, yeah. it probably seems quite uh, romantic yeah, and quite like, ideal, but it's the reality. And if you don't like people like, either, like New York's not going to be. No. Right. Exactly. So I, I'm a very, very contradictory sort of quite terms. And you're a, like, a big guy, and you probably have a very small apartment, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Feet poking out the letterbox or something. <laughs> and I'm trying to sleep. What? What car did you get? Oh, um, I've, I've only ever owned Volkswagens. I'm a bit of like a VW snob, like. Yeah. So I went from a Golf to a Golf. Right. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but my, my mother was very kind. She gave me her old car, and um, it was 20 years old. It was W Red, 2000 uh, model, and she'd only driven it to. I know it's a cliche, but she'd only driven it to work in Asda, mm. and she works like right, right by the house. So it done something like 40,000 miles in 14 years. Wow. So it was like a 10 year old car in a 20 year old car's body yeah. sort of thing. So I drove it 40,000 miles in one year, I fucked it. And then um, it just was breaking down in bits for like, one bit would break yeah. and then because that was, was that was new then, the bits around it couldn't deal a new, deal the new part. And That's kind of what I've been going through in my Jeep. Yeah, so I spent about 700 pounds last month and it still wouldn't work and it was cutting out and I just thought I'm gonna have an axe. I'm gonna, it's gonna cut out on an A-road somewhere, and someone's gonna be texting and smashing the back of me, killing me. Like so, I just thought, I said, bite the bullet, get a new car. So I bought a, a five-year-old Golf. Um, and it's, yeah, it's nice, it's nice car. So these again, because you, you can't have petrol doing comedy, you're gonna, it's not, no, uh, not gonna work. So yeah, nice Golf. Now it's got like a sat nav thing in it and a little computer screen. I never had that before. Like the windows electric and stuff. So it's you know, fancy. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. But now I like sort of I'm thinking. Oh, I don't want to drive my next new car to these gigs. I want to yeah. just leave outside the house and not go anywhere. But like I've been known to go to like Taunton one night, Durham the next night, Bournemouth the following night. So I think I need to be a bit more savvy with my logistical yeah, yeah. planning now. So yeah, if you can, yeah. If I can keep it to so a, go on a route and yeah, stop off at Airbnb. Yeah. Because okay. when I first got here, I was also uh, it was like that, like oh, from up north like Leeds, and then the next night was Exeter, and it was like yeah. What? The holy cheats is this. You take the booking, don't you? But then yeah. when the day comes, you think, why? Yeah, you know, why I do that? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, right, like so. the, the amount that I claim back on mileage from tax was more, I think, than I earned it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think my mileage is what cover, cover, covers me every year. Like, yeah. but I think if I keep it to a sort of a healthy twenty-five thousand, maybe <laughs> to thirty thousand miles, I think that's not bad going. You know. Oh, well, great chatting to you, man. Yeah, Enjoy sure. the show. Thank uh, you, I will. Thank you very much. And just give us what are your social media handles? Um, I try and keep a uniform. So Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram is at Drew Taylor Light, but Light like L I T E at the end. So. Madonna in the background. And we're back uh, behind the curtain. We have wonderful Eddie Brimson and Neil McFarlane and Frankie's here. Hey guys. 
Hey dudes. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. You doubled tonight. You did uh, Liverpool Slaughterhouse. I was up at Slaughterhouse. Uh, open then in a mad dash down to here. Yeah, it's been a fun yeah. night. It's been yeah. good. Yeah. Well, it must be, it's hitting that time of year now. We're sitting to the sort of Christmas parties. Mm-hmm. How was how was it over there? Up there, it was uh, there was a couple of big steaks in, oh, and a couple really? of older birthdays. So it was a little bit lively, but it was yeah. alright. It was alright. I wouldn't like to have been going on last. No. Older birthdays are better though. Younger yeah. birthdays are worse. Oh, these were hammered. These are, but they were oh. good fun. They were good fun. Right. Yeah. So you had a, a fire alarm go off in the middle of a set here. Have ah. you ever had anything, uh, either of you, like anything major that's happened during a set that's like thrown you? I've had a chair thrown at me. You had a, ch- a chair? Yes. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And what, did it hit you? No. That's that, some that, record. That, 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 that's why I can answer that question. A plastic chair or a chair chair? It was that shitty metal. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. It's a crap, it's a crap metal chair. Okay. But it was thrown at me. And it whistled past my ear, and, oh. and I carried on. Yeah. I don't even know chairs could whistle. <laughs> well, <laughs> some, some of them can't. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. I've never had anything fun at me, but I remember doing a gig in Murphy Tidville on a Sunday afternoon, and it was in a club called the Kirk House, and it was a proper full-on rave, Sunday afternoon rave, and they stopped it for comedy. Wow. So there's all these people chewing their faces off, and, and I was like, this is never going to work. God, and a guy God. walked on dressed as a fat Batman, right, wacky, whatever name was, and then there's two bouncers walked me to the stage, just as a fight broke out between me and the stage, and I just walked up and I went, does anybody have any idea that there's going to be comedy on? It's just all these people standing there going, where's the fucking music? And I just went, thank you very much. Bye-bye. Yeah. Show back no way. <laughs> yeah, worst gig ever. That's worst amazing. Gig ever. Actually, now I think about it, I, I, I compared a, an appalling kind of talent contest at Glasgow University Union, mm. and somebody threw a, an iron brew bottle at me. <laughs> wow. But it was an empty plastic one, and it literally bounced off my forehead and made it a good noise, like, <laughs> donk. It did that, and it flew off. And I just, I just actually went to the audience, did somebody just throw a bottle at me? Have I just been bottled, but not off? <laughs> and, and and they were like, yeah, someone did, but that's so, right. Yeah, I've, well, I've maybe a third time lucky, they'll get you. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, the, the night is young. <laughs> Might be a banana next. <laughs> At least that's edible. I've had no, I've had lights go out, sound go out, but I've never had a fire alarm like that. That was crazy. No, and you were a trooper. You, yeah, you just, oh, right, right, I just carried on talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? I don't know. I had, a, I had the fire alarm go off at my Edinburgh show, not this year, the year before. So we all went downstairs. Out so it's your fault. Oh yeah, yeah, first time lucky. Um, and I just went out onto grass market with all the audience and carried them out and, and the grass market. Oh, so yeah, us back amazing. in from the beehive. It was good fun. They loved it. And funny enough, the bit I, I would do some. I don't just do straight stand up at the festival. And my next bit was a bit using the song Firestar. So when I went back on, I just went, "Oh, we'll have this," and I put that on. And they called stay for. Oh, he's really clever. He hasn't oh, planned really? this at all. That is. Yeah, it was cool. That is yeah. karma. Yeah, it was good karma. It makes a fantastic comic. No, I would have done Firestarter anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's all ready to go. Yeah, it was part so of the What's the, the longest journey you've had to do for just for one gig? I went to Bahrain and back on a Tuesday night for 200 quid. <laughs> No way. Yeah. I think that's the best I'll yeah. do. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Can you beat that? I can't quite <laughs> beat that. I think I'm pretty much equal to that. I, think. I went to Bucharest and back for the same. same in fact, for not quite control. that much. I just thought <laughs> it's a Tuesday. What am I doing on a Tuesday? So I flew in. I can't, who was I with? 
Paul, Ca- Paul Carenza. Mm. And um, we had five hours at the hotel because they gave us a room. We turned up, they gave us a room. but And we had five hours and went down to the hall. And he was like, and I goes, God, you thought we were again? And he goes, this is the first holiday I've had. And I went, mate, it's five hours. <laughs> and uh, we did the gig and then straight back to the airport. And flew no back. way. Yeah. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. It's amazing some of the gigs that, that are out there, you know, like hopping over to Sweden, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. all those expat ones. Yeah, it's yeah. loads, loads of weird ones. Mad. I, I, did, uh, I did the Tenerife with Cognito. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh. And that was extraordinary. I'm sure it must have been. Trying to, trying to shoehorn them back onto the plane was, yeah. was fun. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> and like, likewise, Bam Bam, uh, Budapest, and then Vienna. And then me and I, do you know Alan Francis? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so we get the we get the train from Budapest to Vienna to do two gigs and back to back, and and we spent the entire time ignoring the beautiful countryside and talking about constant orders money. <laughs> well, there were two in the perfectly right. <laughs> <laughs> well, just, you know, all this lovely countryside about. We're just sitting there going, oh, oh and that guy, did you do gigs for him? What a pretty, what a typical place. comic. Yeah, and, and there were two lovely English backpackers next to us, just going. What a miserable couple of yeah, yeah. twats! <laughs> <laughs> but then when we got met at Budapest Station by a swarthy man with a with a ponytail and, and dark glasses, and he and he went, "Are you all the acts?" And we went, "Yes, we are." And he showed us into a Mercedes limo with smoked glass in the back seat, and we just went, oh, "This is nice." Yeah, that sounds very. <laughs> the cool. money was shit, but yeah, the, every, everything about everything else with the game. Yeah, was but those it's not about the money them trips, is it? It's about the experience. And, Something usually comes out of it, doesn't it? I love those trips. Brilliant. Where do you like to go when you're not doing comedy? Like, what countries? What's your favourite countries to go to? Um, hmm. If I could go anywhere tomorrow, I'd go to India. I think. India. Yeah, I go. I love India. India or Japan? I've never been to Japan, I've so I've got to do that. Have you been oh, to yeah. India? No. Yeah. India's incredible. It's amazing. Yeah. It's an amazing place. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to the show. Really appreciate you tuning in. It would be great if you could head over to wherever you download your audio and hit that subscribe button. If you're feeling extra nice, you could leave us a review. If you want to check out any videos of the acts, these are coming out weekly on our YouTube channel, which is Ruffle Comedy Club. And if you want to book tickets for any future shows, want to find out any more information, then head over to rufflecomedy.com.